Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. The rejection of a social studies textbook by three conservative Christian school board members in Temecula is causing more upheaval. While California's attorney general awaits a response from the board to justify its decision, some community members in Temecula are pushing for a recall of the board members. From KVCR, Madison Ament reports. The board members rejected the elementary school textbook for mention of Harvey Milk. Milk was the first openly gay man elected to office in California. The board president and another member called him a pedophile. That baseless claim was the last straw for members of a Temecula PAC that started the recall. Julie Geary with the One Temecula Valley PAC says they want to protect local government from religious extremist candidates, like, she says, the three elected last November. The first that they were born in, they passed a resolution banning CRT. CRT, or critical race theory, the idea that racism is entrenched in our laws and policies. Geary says they plan to give recall notices to the three board members at tonight's school board meeting. Board member Danny Gonzalez said he could not comment on the recall effort. For the California Report, I'm Madison Ament. Today, 20 members of Congress from California are sending a letter to the EPA. They're worried that a rule intended to improve air quality could make it harder to conduct prescribed burns. KQED science reporter Danielle Venton has more. The Environmental Protection Agency wants to tighten air standards for smoke and soot, but land managers, fire experts, and now 20 members of the California congressional delegation are concerned that the rules may prompt air districts to deny approvals for prescribed burns. The problem is if you don't do these controlled burns, you're going to have more catastrophic fires that blast way past anyone's air quality standards, and that has become a chronic problem in Northern California year after year. That's Bay Area Congressman Jared Huffman who co-signed the letter. While controlled burns do produce smoke, it's more manageable and less toxic than wildfire smoke. And crucially, Huffman says, prescribed fires help inoculate areas against disastrous fires, the kind that produce debilitating smoke for weeks on end. If regulators are not allowing us to use the most powerful tool we have, to prevent those kind of massive air quality violations, then uh, we need to urge them to do better. That's what this letter is all about. Increasing the pace and scale of prescribed fire is a cornerstone of both the state of California and the U.S. Forest Service plans for addressing the wildfire crisis. For the California Report, I'm Danielle Venton. 
Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Residents are moving into an all-electric housing development in the sunny, dry city of Menifee in Riverside County. KQED climate reporter Laura Clivens explains that the neighbors will be sharing more than food at their block parties. Hello! Hello. How are you? Justine Yadi Conrique and Michael Conrique opened the front door to the cream-colored, one-story home they moved into about a month ago. With Ziggy, of course. She is our puppy, Ziggy. She's six months. I'll get a leash for her real quick. Sorry. They're first-time homeowners in this newly constructed development called Durango at Shadow Mountain. Generally, when you buy a home, it's more of a selfish decision. You're just thinking about your family's future. But here, things feel different. Buying into this home specifically, it felt like we were still making an impact. We like to think of ourselves as climate activists, so we just want to make sure we're still playing our part. There are roughly 200 single-family homes here, all designed to create zero harmful greenhouse gas emissions. The outsides of these homes don't scream Jetsons, though there is solar on each rooftop. But inside, there are electric water and space heaters, induction stoves, and a backup battery in every garage. And Justine and Michael run mostly everything from apps. Their home kind of functions like an app. Being able to have control over your house with the touch of your fingers and air condition, definitely nice. But the thing that's really unique about this community is the idea of community. Justine and Michael won't just be sharing extra lemons or letting someone know they left their garage door open. We're all contributing our actual energy to this big community battery that once ours is charged, that it keeps going there to really keep us all safe. These homes are connected to an industrial-scale container ship-sized battery and to each other through a microgrid. That's a self-contained system that can run even if power from a utility shuts off. The U.S. Department of Energy has put more than $6 million into this project to help develop it and study how it goes. The Energy Department thinks individual electric technologies are ready for the big time and wants to know how they work together. Assistant Secretary Alejandro Moreno. How the solar generation interacts with the battery, interacts with the vehicle charging, with the heating, with the appliances. Moreno's also watching how partnerships between people are playing out like a home builder, a solar provider, and a utility. Just as important is how different people and organizations work together, build trust, and work across fields that previously may not have had to to engage with each other. 
A lot remains to be seen with a project like this and how it could scale for a greener future. For one, these homes are all market rate with a price tag of five to $600,000. And this kind of subdevelopment contributes to suburban sprawl. KB Home is the developer behind this community and says properties are selling faster than comparable ones in the area. And Justine Yadikonrique likes the people who are moving in. Everyone has that type of friendliness here of like we're all in this together, of like contributing to the world and what we could do. And modeling, being some of the first people that are willing to take a chance and do something different. She says it's scary to change how we do things, but worth it. That was KQED climate reporter Laura Clivens. And that's the California Report for Tuesday, June 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Hint, fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners with more than 25 flavors, including watermelon and pineapple, in stores or delivered from HintWater.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.